0: caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver, for those of you who are willingly, knowingly, voluntarily, and often at great expense to yourself, putting yourself between a vulnerable loved one and even worse disaster. Maybe it's an aging parent. Maybe it's a child with special needs. Maybe it's somebody who has experienced great trauma somebody with mental illness, somebody with an addiction, somebody with alcoholism. Whatever the chronic impairment, there's always a caregiver somewhere in their circle. Are you that person? If so, you are in the right place. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840 if you'd like to be a part of the show, and we'd love to have you. Uh, there is an article by one of the writers, who, and he's... a a uh, commentator uh, featured often on Fox News and some other things. And uh, I love this guy. He's a very, very smart man. And he, he's a very measured man. And he's got an article. His name is Victor Davis Hanson. He's got an article this morning in Fox News and um, in their opinion section. And, and it's called An American Apocalypse. Why People of All Classes, Races, Are Filled with Fear. People of all classes and races are feel, filled with fear. And it's it's worthy of reading. It's a good read. He's a very good thinker. But he left, he left something out. And, and And that's what I wanted to talk to you this morning about. As believers, are we filled with fear? I know we have things that are very troubling and unsettling to us, but are we filled with fear? And, and I, I, I get the point of what he's talking about. He's doing this certainly in a political mindset uh, from, from that point. But I think that it, as this, is, this is a time for us as believers to stand up firmly and say to the world and demonstrate to the world the, the core of our faith, which is that we can be at peace no matter what's going on around us. We can be. It's a muscle that we don't work very often because we've lived in basically a bubble here in the United States for so long. But the rest of the world deals with what we're dealing with as a country. The rest of the world's been dealing with this for for centuries, since time began. I mean, we're, we're, America's an anomaly. And, and so we're having these uh, thrashing abouts here of all this fear, and yet we, as believers we have access to the to the Prince of Peace and is that being fleshed out in our lives every single day and if not why not if not how do we do this and part of what I do on this show is speak to that issue because I believe that as caregivers the battle for us is not in caregiving it is not in the task that we do the battle for us as caregivers is in our hearts and if we are so torqued, if we are so unsettled, if we are so struck, you know, filled with struggles and, and, and anger and rage and resentment and fear and all these things, how in the world are we going to make decisions that are healthy for ourselves and for our loved ones? And so I, I want to speak to that every single week and get us back to the path of safety, which is that peace of God, which transcends all understanding guarding our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. That's it. That's the journey for us as caregivers. Now, no matter what we face, which they are very painful things that we face as caregivers, we face them relentlessly. We still have access to that peace. Many of you know that Gracie and I are are facing a, a, a pretty difficult surgery coming up. Uh, we're still working on all the details of this. don't know exactly when all this is going to occur here, but it's probably going to be within the next couple of months. This is our 81st that I can count, and it's a big one, but it's got to be done. And one of the things I tell Gracie, and I tell myself this, when we want to get worked up and fret about this, we're not there yet, but he is. We're not there yet, but he is. I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday. He's going through a a pretty ugly surgery himself here coming up. And I told him and his wife the same thing. You're not there yet, but he's there. He's waiting on you there. That's the nature of our faith. And do we believe that? And do we hang on to it? And that brings me to the hymn today that I wanted to play for you. Some of you may have never heard this hymn. And some of you may have heard it for a lifetime but I love the text. It's written by a wonderful woman called uh, named Frances Havergal. And she wrote a, a hymn that you may know. I'm over here at the Caregiver Keyboard. Um, she wrote another hymn called Take My Life and Let It Be, Consecrated Lord to Thee. But this is, this is a different text that she wrote here. And I want to see if you know this text. Wonderful. It's been, always been one of my favorites. And if you know that, 888-589-8840. 888 8840 And I'm going to be weaving the theme of this song in throughout the whole show. But if you've got other things on your mind and heart that you want to talk about, you certainly are welcome to do so. And we'd love to hear from you on that. Uh, look, Listen to this quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Some of your hurts you have cured, and the sharpest you've even survived. But what torments of grief you endured from evils which never arrived. How we've tormented ourselves. And then now contrast that with this hymn, What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. So the, what a friend we have in Jesus is basically saying the same thing that Ralph Waldo Emerson is saying. But, but what torments of grief you've endured from evils which never arrived. How many of you all right now are tormenting yourself? With evils that are not here. And so in this article that Victor Davis Hanson wrote today. In American Apocalypse. Why people of all classes and races are filled with fear. Are we filled with fear? As believers. Is that what's driving us every day. To, to push ourselves to these extremes. Is that where you are? Fear has torment. Ralph Waldo Emerson Picked up on that. What torments of grief you've endured. Fear has torment. But finish the verse for me. But perfect love does what? Cast out fear. Are you afraid this morning? Are you looking at the news every day and just getting more and more anxious? Well, you can fix that, by the way. Turn off the news. I was doing an interview um, was somebody on their show I don't remember where it was but they asked and said what can caregivers do to stay healthy during this time I said turn off the news because <laughs> I mean, they are vested in keeping you and me outraged and upset and anxious but God through his word is offering you peace beyond all of that and he's vested he is vested in calming your heart now. If you know this song, eight 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 five eight nine eighty eight forty, 589 8840 This is Peter Rosenberger. We'll be right back.
1: Hi, I'm Will Addison, and on behalf of American Family Association, we would like to invite married couples to participate in this month's By Design Challenge. It's simple, but profound go to afa.net slash by design and sign a petition that expresses your commitment to your God-given marital covenant. While there, you will see a PDF file that will allow you to print out a covenant document for you to sign and date as a symbol of the promise you made before God to your spouse. Marriage was created by God for his glory. No wonder the enemy fights so hard to destroy it because he hates anything God creates. Go to afa.net slash by design to be encouraged and reminded that our marriage is God's marriage and it's worth fighting for. One man, one woman, for life. For life. For life. life. To participate in this month's challenge, visit afa.net slash by design. From the Pacific Justice Institute, this is the Legal Edge, defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Dacus. PJI is excited to announce its new state-specific students' rights booklets. In fact, the most recent booklet is in conjunction with PJI's newest office opening in Ohio. Now, these completed booklets cover student constitutional and statutory rights for several states. PJI also offers opt-out forms for students and parents in dozens of additional states. Students, especially Christians, need to know that the Supreme Court has said that their First Amendment rights remain valid when they enter the schoolhouse. All of these resources are available for free at pji.org.
0: PJI provides legal
1: representation without charge. Get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider at pji.org.
0: Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. We're so glad that you are with us. If you want to be a part of the show, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. And we are glad to have you with us. Our song for today, if you know this song, I'll just play the chorus because I played the whole thing last segment here. Um our hymn that we want to play, and we want to drive home this point of what this hymn says. That uh, That is our hymn for today. And if you know that hymn, give us a call, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840, written by um, a woman named Frances Havergal, and you may have known another hymn that she wrote, Take My Life and Let It Be Consecrated, Lord, to Thee, which I I love that hymn. Why do I do these hymns? Because these hymns uh, reflect the faith and the strength and the focus of people that came before us who endured and walked through very difficult things. So um, I, I referenced in the last segment, this new article by Victor Davis Hanson. Um, but it, it's who's one of my f- favorite writers. He's a great thinker. And he, but he says this Americans are growing angrier by the day in a way different from prior sagebrush revolts, such as the 1960s silent majority or tea party Fuhrer over a decu- decade ago. The rage at the current status quo at this time is not just fueled by conservatives. For the first time in their lives, all Americans of all classes and races are starting to fear a self-created apocalypse that threatens their family's safety and the American way of life. Well, you know, and you look around, and he's right to look at the the, the landscape and see this. But those of us who have been caring for a loved one with chronic impairments for any length of time have been plunged into that world of angst, fear, outrage, all these kinds of things for a long time. This is, these are not new sensations to us. And, and we all go through this as human beings. That's the human condition. But with caregivers, it is a relentless journey into very, very difficult things, very painful things. And it doesn't seem to let up. And so the American public now is, is seeing this paraded around in this 24 news cycle with cable news running all the time, and it just keeps it churned up. Have you noticed that? Have you ever noticed that, that the media in this country has an interest in keeping you torqued? Watch it. I mean, when's the last time you, you see them give any credence on the media to, here's a great story here's a great story that'll, that'll really touch your heart. How many of those things do they lead off with? There's one that happened this week, which I think it does bear um, um, talking about, and, and that was um, at the baseball game, which I haven't been following Major League Sports for some time, but they had uh, the, the White Sox and the Yankees played at the Field of Dreams where they filmed it uh, to commemorate the anniversary of this movie, and, and they filmed it of the actual set and they had the um uh, the farmhouses there in the background they built stands and so forth and then the teams came out from the cornfield and played it was kind of cool and then Kevin Coster who started it walked out and they played the theme from James Horner they, uh, da, da 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 I don't know if I even played that I think that's the the theme they play that through the um all the speakers <coughs> excuse me and it was just a real wonderful moment. Um, but if you if you remember the movie, James Earl Jones' character was telling Ray Kinsella, he said, Oh yes, Ray, that will come. For it's peace they want. And and yes, I understand the world and, and Hollywood and everything else try to somehow project what they think is peace. But as believers, we know this. We can stand on this, and we have generations upon generations of those who came before us who have anchored themselves in this peace so that, that when they faced these things that they faced, they were not overwhelmed. Do we do that now? Are we picking up that standard and doing that for a world that is incredibly troubled? And and I, I would suggest to you that you would do yourself a favor to turn off the news. I was out painting um, the house, which I, I hate to paint. By the way, I, I'm good at it, but I hate it. It's just one of my least favorite things to do. But we needed to do it on our cabin, and and it was. Um, but I got out there and I had my earbuds on, and I was listening instead of listening to the news or anything else. I was just listening to books. On t- I was I, I just finished a, a book by um, C.S. Lewis on the problem of pain, which is a powerful book to read. And then I'm doing the next audio book of his on, on the great divorce. And you know, it just, it just anchors me differently and better than to go and fill my mind with all these people who are just keeping me torqued up. Gracie and I have enough things in our life that are unsettling. We, I don't need to borrow others. And so when you, when you, see what's going on around you. It's not that we put our head in the sand, but put it against the light of scripture. That's why I would give these hymns, because they're so they're so easy to remember these great texts. Um, for today, for example. Such an easy melody to remember that great text that Francis Havergal wrote, and I'll if you, if you know it, 888-589-8840. We'll get to that in a minute. But I wanted just to take a little bit of time to speak to this because I know that there is a lot of unsettledness out there. We, we as a country seem rudderless. And I get that. And there's a part of me that as I watch the landscape of what's going on in the political world and everything else, I see this. But I also know what I can and what I cannot do. And I have this opportunity to come before you today on this show, and you don't need me to offer my glib and pithy political insights. From one caregiver to another, you're asking me to draw upon my 35 years of walking through a lot of unsettledness to share what insights I've gleaned through this what has sustained Gracie and me through this and what continues to do so. And I can promise you what continues to do so is not watching cable news. That does not sustain me in a hospital room. That does not sustain me in the difficult times that Gracie and I walk through. It's good to be informed, but what sustains me is far greater. And I would be negligent in my in my responsibilities to say anything different to you. And as much as I appreciate the article from Victor Davis Hansen, and it's a great article, please read it. Take advantage of it and read it. There are great articles everywhere. We can see this. The prophets came out in all of scripture. They 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 shared things that were not very settling. But if you'll notice that just about everywhere there's that there's always that contrast of God's faithfulness in it, in his provision. And there are consequences when we reject it. And there are two kinds of people. I think it was Gordon MacDonald that said this, but if you know this was, uh, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong. But there are basically two kinds of people. There's that individual who bends the knee and says to God, thy will be done. And then there's those individuals to whom God says, thy will be done. And he lets us do what we wish to do, even to our own destruction. And there's a powerful picture there, isn't it? God is not going to force you to trust him. He invites you to trust him. Even as you face the things that you're facing as a caregiver. And as you're watching somebody suffer and struggle. I, I, I got the news this morning just before I went on the air. Uh, my mother's brother died in the night. And it's been a, a long process for his family. For my cousins, for my aunt. And, and yet... You're you're talking. I, I look at my aunt and, and, and marvel at the unshaking faith that she's had through some very difficult times. And as my uncle stepped into Alzheimer's some years ago, and 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 yet his faith was unswerving. So much so that oh, we just got a video that uh, the family sent over, and he he was there and he didn't recognize a lot of the people in the room. And this was just from a couple of weeks ago. And yet they were somebody was on the guitar playing Amazing Grace and he was singing along with Amazing Grace. That's why I do these hymns. Because these things can even transcend Alzheimer's. Imagine. Imagine us in our journey with all the things going on, when we look at the news, when we see the, 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 the rudderless things going on and we see the agenda going against the things that we have valued, are we shaken? Are we, are we knocked off course? When you watch your loved one groaning in agony for hours upon hours upon hours, I've done that. And those of you who've done it, you understand what that's like. Are we shaking? When sorrows like sea billows roll, you ever been out in the ocean and you've had billows, sea billows rolling at you, tossing you all over? Are you shaking? If so, you're in the right place. Because this is, the, this is the battle for us as caregivers. And we are not going to come out of this thing you know, on our own steam. We're not going to figure this thing out by ourselves. But we can anchor ourselves in the Word of God. We can anchor ourselves in the faith of those who came before us. Hebrews says to do that. The book of Hebrews says, remember those who spoke the word of the Lord to you, what appropriate, imitate their faith. The writers of these hymns got that. We'll be right back. This is Peter Rosenberger,
2: 888-589-8840.
0: Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk. Christian parents are on the hook today because they have to identify the threats to the value system Uh, that's being taught to their children in public schools. And their job is to protect their kids from these influences.
1: Tune in for Family Talk with Dr. James Dobson, weekdays at 6.30 a.m. and 9.30 p.m. on American Family Radio.
0: Thank you, everyone, for tuning into our program. God's blessings to you all. The Invest in America Act sounds great, but it hides an attack on our First Amendment right to religious liberty. It contains provisions of the Equality Act that would give special privileges based on sexual orientation and gender identity. We've already seen Christian businesses attacked by the LGBTQ, and this would empower their agenda. What's worse, 17 Republican senators have voted to advance the bill. Please contact your senators and urge them to vote no on H.R. 3684. Go to afa.net. I'm Peter Rosenberger, and this is your Caregiver Minute. As caregivers, we are weary, fearful, wounded souls trying to stand between a vulnerable loved one and even harsher circumstances. But the grim things we face can cause our hearts to daily break, and we cry out for relief and to feel better. During our journey as a caregiver, there's going to be many times where we won't feel better. Someone we love suffers, and we're often powerless to do anything about it. You're never going to feel better about that. But that's not the goal. The goal becomes to be better as we journey through this often long valley of the shadow of death and to be healthier on every level, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually. We can be healthy while caring for someone who isn't, even if we feel heartbroken over what we must do as caregivers. We're not always going to feel better, but we can be better, and let's do this together. This has been your Caregiver Minute with Peter Rosenberger, brought to you by Standing With Hope. There's more information at standingwithhope.com.
3: I wanna tell you right now, I'm not afraid to say how. You put this love in my heart. There are some times when I doubt, but you always find me out. You put this love
0: in my heart. Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. And we're glad that you're with us. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840 if you want to be a part of the show. By the way, a family caregiver, somebody said, what's the difference between a caregiver and a family caregiver? Uh, The difference is very simple. It's a paycheck. And uh, we we don't get paid for what we do. All right. uh, Mildred uh, knows this song, and Mildred's in Ohio. Mildred, good morning. How are you feeling? Good. Good, good. Did you know this song, Mildred?
4: I don't know the name of it, but I know how it finishes. It's like finding as he promised perfect peace and rest.
0: I'll, you know what? I'll give that to you, Mildred, because that is the, that's the crux of the whole song. Finding as he promised Promise, perfect yes. peace and rest. And it's the, the hymn is Like a River Glorious. Okay, yes. Glorious is yes. God's perfect peace. Over all victorious, in its bright increase, perfect yet it floweth, fuller every day. Perfect yet it groweth, deeper all the way. Stayed upon Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed, finding as He promised perfect peace and rest. And isn't that a great text, Builder? Oh yes,
4: I'm. I'm an organist and pianist, so I I know a lot of the hymns. I just love the hymns. There are some of the Praise songs you know that I like, but I just love the hymns.
0: well, I do too. What is one that what what is one that stands out to you that's particularly meaningful to you?
4: Oh, there's so many <laughs> uh, um, well, I like onward Christian soldiers for one thing.
0: <laughs> I like that one too. I, I like that one too. And uh, there, I just go sometimes, I just go at the piano. Do you, do you still play, Mildred?
4: Yes. Yes, I
0: still play at well, church service. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, I like to sometimes go. There, there's something about playing in an empty sanctuary, you know, during the week when you're rehearsing and going over stuff. And I remember hearing um, comments about when, when Bach would practice during the week. You know, preparing for services, and he was composing and so forth, and how it filled the the church. and uh, And I remember when I would go over to play when I was in Nashville. We live out in Montana now, but I was in Nashville. Went to a re- rather large church there, and I would play on Sundays. But I would work out whatever I was going to play during the week, and I'd be there in the empty sanctuary. And sometimes, uh, one or two of the pastors would just slip in, and they would just listen. And then sometimes I'm playing just for the custodian. And I love that, and and we just have great times with that. It just feels, There's something very settling about that, isn't there, Mildred?
4: Yeah, I've played for many services over the years, and then for a, many, quite a few years before my husband passed away, he he had Alzheimer's, and I didn't play then because I had my hands full, you know, with that. But I understand. Uh, I'm playing again now, and I just. I just did you pick it.
0: out the music just, for his service?
4: I, uh, yes, yes.
0: What did you pick out? Um. Do you remember?
4: Uh, <laughs> you, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, eighty six years old, and my memory won't. Take let me remember things when I want to recall them.
0: Well, I have I have planned and helped select music for many a service. Um, I don't do weddings anymore, Mildred. I I hate to play weddings. I hate to play weddings more than I hate to paint, and I I don't like. We're very
4: good at that. I played for a few weddings when I was in my early twenties.
0: Yeah, there's too much drama, and and unless I really love this person. Uh, you know, like it's family or something. I'll do it. Uh, I, I won't do it uh, uh, unless they are very, very close to me. And if if somebody wants me to play for their wedding, I charge an outrageous amount just to make them go away because I won't. <laughs> I, I hate doing it. There's just too much drama. But I will play for pretty much any funeral that I'm asked to play because I feel like that's uh-huh. an opportunity for me to minister to grieving hearts, and um, and nobody's got to go anywhere at that point where, where there's not that drama of having, um, you know, it's got to be pitch perfect every single time, you know, that kind of stuff. And so uh, I have planned and played for a lot of services, and, um, and these hymns that I play, um, you know, you'd be surprised at some of the ones. I, a lot of people want the, you know, it is well with my soul, and that's fine, and, you know, or Amazing Grace and things such as that. But I also try to weave in songs like this one today, Like a River Glorious, or... Uh, songs like Jesus shall reign, uh, Duke street, Jesus shall reign wherever that, you know, I love those hymns because they're, they're declaratory statements, particularly if the life was lived, uh, as a life of faith. And, and, you know, in my little section here that I do on the, on the network here and on this show, I I just like to talk about these hymns. I figured we have, we spent a generation getting away from them and, um, and, and they're, and they're so meaningful. And, they are. And and did you know the other song that this woman wrote? Uh, Surely you did. "Take My Life and Let It Be." Frances Havergal oh, yeah, wrote that. Yeah. Uh, isn't that a Isn't that a great one as well, Mildred?
4: Yes. And I like Take I like life. the song that we're singing for this Sunday. Um, open now Like gates of beauty. Are you familiar with that one?
0: Yes, I haven't. well, I hadn't played that one in forever. <laughs> I, I have to look that, that one up
4: for a long time, either. And then, "O oh, Savior, Precious Savior," all hail the power of Jesus' name."
0: Well, that's one of my and then "Lead favorites. on,
4: O oh, King Eternal."
0: That's my dad's favorite. Um, uh, "Lead on, O oh, King Eternal," and I remember watching him in the pulpit when we would do that song, and he was just—he would—he he still does, uh, but he would sing that with great gusto. I mean, "Lead on, O oh, King." Dad was a um, captain in the navy; he's a chaplain and um uh, uh-huh. that somehow that all, he always just stood at attention on that you know uh, even in the pulpit it just uh, that lead on o king eternal that is a great hymn and um yes. so that you boy you got a you got a church that's delving deep into these hymns don't you
4: yeah we're struggling uh we're a denominational church and the the we've got a pastor 70 I think he's 71 years old, and he's he just informed the congregation that he's retiring. And uh, well,
0: I'm sorry you're struggling with was, it, but I'm glad for this sun, Sunday that you've got some songs that are lead on. O King Eternal is a great song to sing when you're struggling, you know, because we're going to anchor ourselves, and we, we don't have to lead this. He's leading this, and that's a good that's yes. a good message to have. And uh, yeah. now I do try to dress these up a little bit, Mildred. So. When I play, I play chords that are probably not in the hymnal, but I'm trying to um, maybe play these in a way that tug at people's ear a little differently than they've heard it, so it will yes. it'll sound fresher to those who've heard it for a long time, and hopefully it'll sound engaging to those who've never heard it before. So I throw in...
4: Do you read um, notes or do you play by ear?
0: Both, and chord charts both. and so forth. And uh, um, I started off playing by ear, um, and then I, I started taking lessons when I was, uh, my first lesson I think was like at 10 or 11, and then took it all through high school and then majored in music in college. And um, okay. and I still, ta- I still talk with my piano professor from college. Um, and he taught me a lot of the um, wonderful arrangements, um, styles and things to do and, and chords and so forth. And so, uh, but one of the things that he taught me Mildred, and this will mean something to you. And y'all, for the audience, I just ask you to indulge me for a moment. But he taught me that when you're arranging a hymn, to play the melody with one finger, as expressively as you can. And oh. for a pianist, that's not an easy trick. For a trumpet player, that's no big deal, You're only playing one note at a time anyway. Right. So, but for a pianist, you're used to having you know all ten fingers going. So when you when you sit down and play something, instead of just plunking it all out, just go in there and go. Uh Uh-huh. And that way, the melody gets ingrained in you before you start adding all the flourishes. And you keep it simple and make sure that people hear that melody. And, uh, Uh if you, you, and, and that, I think that's something for caregivers that I learned a long time ago is that I'm so used to playing all the harmonies, but have I lost my own melody. And and as I played for Gracie, I would play. And and of course, Gracie's just a wonderful singer, but I was playing around Gracie. She was singing the melody. And then one time I was asked to play just as a solo pieces many years ago. And I realized I was hearing Gracie in my head and I was playing around her. And I wasn't playing the melody, and I had to go back and retrain myself to play the melody. And that's I thought that's that's a big lesson for it. me as a pianist and as a caregiver that I wait a minute, I lost my own voice, I lost my melody. I I need to play the melody. So that's just a little musical uh, cul-de-sac that I went in for a few moments here. So thank you for that, Mildred, for le- indulging me on that.
4: Uh, I and I. I that's a- Amazes me how you could, how a person can play by ear and put in all these extra notes. I can't do that. <laughs> and and well,
0: uh, I I don't know that I can. I I just it just I just hear it and I play it it's to the best of my abilities. But I it amazes me how people can read music really well. I can do okay, but you put a you put a piece of music in front of me and I'll struggle through it. I'll I'll get it, but it's you know oh. I, I I can't help myself. I keep adding stuff to it. And um, but uh-huh. it just I, I'm so grateful for the music that 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 God has allowed me to enjoy. Uh, Martin Luther said, "Next to the Word of God, music elevates the soul like nothing else." And I want to elevate the souls of my fellow caregivers as best as I possibly can every week uh, to know because as we face as, as you dealt dealt with this with your husband with Alzheimer's, Mildred, uh, I would imagine there were many times when you just all you could do was remember a particular hymn or a phrase from a hymn. In the midst of all that, and it just anchored you. Um, my anchor holds within the v- storm, you know, and uh, all those wonderful texts that that come back. So, uh, I I thank you for from one church pianist to another, Mildred. It's been a treat talking with you this morning.
4: Well, thank you. I likewise.
0: Well, you have a great day. I'm going to jump off here now and go to uh, a quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll take some more calls. This is Peter Rosenberg. This is Hope for the Caregiver. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. The hymn is like a river glorious, is God's perfect peace over all victorious in its bright increase. Perfect yet it floweth fuller every day, and it doesn't matter who's on cable news, his peace is perfect all the way. All right. 888-589-8840. We'll be right Hey, this is Peter Rosenberger. Have you ever helped somebody walk for the first time? I've had that privilege many times through our organization Standing with Hope. When my wife Gracie gave up both of her legs following this horrible wreck that she had as a teenager, and she tried to save them for years, and it just wouldn't work out, and finally she relinquished them and thought, wow, this is it. I mean, I don't have any legs anymore. What can God do with that? And then she had this vision for using prosthetic limbs They go walking and leaping and praising God. You can be a part of that at StandingWithHope.com. The Word of God tells us many times in one form or another, fear not.
3: Today in the world, many people are very fearful about some of the many perils and dangerous happenings that are going on in the world. Psalm 91 verses 1 and 2 tell us, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. I'm Joseph Parker, and we here at the American Family Association would like to remind you, fear not, put your trust in the Lord. We'd like to both encourage and challenge you to aggressively put your faith to work. And one way to do that is to pray Psalm 91 daily for yourself and your family and keep your trust in Him. If you'd like to get a copy of the Psalm 91 prayer for yourself, email us here at psalm91 at afa.net. Again, that's psalm91 at afa.net.
2: Do you see, do you see all the people sinking down? Don't you care, don't you care? Are you gonna let them drown? How can you be so numb not to care if they come? You close your eyes and pretend the job's done.
0: Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. That may be one of the best ways to redirect our thoughts away from the unsettledness and the fear that we have. Do you see how, do you see what's going on around you as far as not the news and the agitation from the, the media and all that kind of stuff, but the, the plight of people around us and if we are so focused on ministering the gospel and emptying ourselves in that regards it doesn't allow for a whole lot of time to get torqued up about other things if we're so focused on the gratitude of what we have in christ cicero i believe it was it said that um, gratitude is the virtue from which all others spring and are you grateful this morning it's hard to be fearful when you're grateful have you noticed that and, 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 and Scripture talks about, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. But what if you flip that a little bit and say, we're walking through the valley of the shadow of light, of life, and recognizing that this is not our home. And as as Luther said, the body they may kill, God's truth abideth still. Do we anchor ourselves in these things when we're faced with difficult things? And I'm not saying that we don't have things to tremble about because they are frightening. But the more we anchor ourselves in the truth of God, the, the calmer we can face these very difficult things that we have to deal with. And we may grieve. And we may mourn. Scripture says blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted but it's hard to be comforted if you're not mourning if you're if you're just you're just raging out or you're despairing it didn't say blessed are those who rage out or blessed are those who are despairing it said blessed are those who mourn there's a different that is a different word and and it's but the comfort is there but we grieve over these things but we don't grieve as those who have no hope scripture says is this is this our journey? And, and, and please don't in any way think I own this. This is the path now that I see that I'm called to walk upon and trust Him in those very dark places, knowing, though, that I am walking in the valley of the shadow of life as well, that there's life abundantly in this. I am not content as a caregiver now in my 35th year Monday is our anniversary. We've been married 35 years. Gracie was hurt before I met her. This is my 35th year as a caregiver that is coming to an end. And I start my 36th. And I am not content to just survive this. I am going to live in this. And I'm going to live with with great abandon and enjoy life. And Gracie is too. This is our life. We're not just going to get through this. We're going to live it because we have this perfect peace and rest finding as he promised perfect peace and rest. Never foe can follow. Never traitor stand. Not a surge of worry, not a shade of care, not a blast of hurry. Touch the spirit there. And that is is the message that I have anchored my heart in to be able to withstand these things. Debbie in Ohio. Debbie, good morning. How are you feeling? Good morning. Um how you
1: feeling debbie i'm I'm feeling sad this morning uh fatigued distracted um but I thank you so much for what you just shared right before I came to the line um, so i i um I'm a caregiver I have two um adult sons uh on the i have three sons but two are on the autism spectrum. So they reside with me, and um, I often joke I'm 57 years old, but I have a combined combined years of caregiving of uh, 49 or something like that. I can't remember what the – my mind is not there right now to remember. I'm combining their ages of 28 and 27.
0: Um, we're 26 now. That's a, That's anyway. a fair combination, by the way. And, um, <laughs>
2: yes, yes. you know,
0: I, I when I tell people my age, I always say, yeah, but I got a lot of mileage and they're not interstate miles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I, I just I want to thank you, like I said, for what you just shared about um, living, not living, not just to get through, just to get. OK, I'm just trying to just trying to get through the day, just trying to survive the day but living because this is the life that I have and um seeking to make the most of it um for God's glory, for my good and for the for the betterment of my sons and that is just really an encouragement. Um so thank you for sharing that.
0: Well you're quite welcome, Debbie, and I I, I really want you I want you to know that that I th- I think I can speak for the vast majority of the audience here when we can appreciate the magnitude of what you carry. And it is not an easy thing. A lot of people, when they think of caregivers, they think of taking care of the elderly, and then we're going to get mama all the way to Jesus, and then we can go live our life. And that's I knew a long time ago when I started this show many years ago that that was not the case. That was not my message to my fellow caregivers, that we're just going to get through this. We're going to learn to live with this. It's a hard life, but it doesn't mean it's a bad life. And right, it's, right. Uh, there are painful things that you have to walk through. And when you're dealing with uh, children on the spectrum, you know, they're not terminal. They're, they're dealing with, uh, you know, an impairment, but it's, they're not terminal. And, and there's a different set of challenges. And so when, when, when you have people that just focus exclusively on taking care of the elderly in a nursing home, and that's their understanding of caregiving, you, you are cutting out, all the debbies of this world who are mm-hmm. who are struggling mightily and and knowing that their children who they love desperately are unable to do anything other than this, but they have a life to live they 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 are engaged in life to the best yes. of their abilities and you're there for them
1: yes um sometimes i uh i feel well it it is i say i feel, but it's my reality i'm I'm trying to live my life. Vocationally, academically, recreationally, socially, spiritually, financially, but I'm also, you know, that's exponentially three times because I have to do the same for Aaron and I have to plan the same for Matthew. And it's like I'm trying to live three people's lives and make, you know, and I'm only one person. And I know. The Lord provides, and he gives me the strength and the energy and whatever. He gives me what I need, and there's lots of times where, you know, I'm not able to accomplish what I want to accomplish for Matthew recreationally this year because I'm, you know, the time for, that I'm using for myself or for Aaron pulls away or vice versa. And, um, yeah, it's quite challenging trying to live three people's lives out of one person's body.
0: Well, it is, and one of the things I set out to do on this show was to provide an environment where caregivers can call in and speak in their own language. I, I speak fluent caregiver, and mm-hmm. you, you, this is a place where you don't have to explain yourself. This is a place where you don't have to somehow tap dance around how you feel about it. This is a place where, where, where you are understood, and as much as I've learned how to speak caregiver, I just want to give you this. It's our Savior's native tongue. That's who he is and and he sees this and he gets this and he gets this in ways that we'll never get this. And then if you start looking at scripture and these hymns and all that from that perspective of understanding how much he cares for the weary and the broken hearted, come unto me all you who are weary and heavy laden. And then all of a sudden those things start coming, they they they, they, they mean so much more because he does see this. What What do you like to do for you, Debbie?
1: Um, For me, I enjoy reading. I enjoy um, um, like physical activity, like walking and listening to music or listening to sermons or podcasts of your program. I enjoy um, when I have an opportunity to um, play uh, volleyball or pickleball. Um, But again, those opportunities are few and far between and with COVID, with just, trying to manage my schedule with my sons and things like that. But, but those are the things that I enjoy doing.
0: Well, i tell you what, um, would you mind if I, when I put you on hold here and I'll get, uh, your address and I'll just send you a copy of Gracie CD. Would that be okay?
1: I'd love and that. I would absolutely I, love that.
0: Well, I think, I think you would find it meaningful. There's, and, and, and it was, um, it, it's, I'm real proud of her for what she does and she's working on some more mm-hmm. stuff that we're going to work around with this surgery coming up. And, uh, but she's, um, I think you'll find this and there's a, there's, there's a wide selection of songs here that have meant something to her for, for some time. And, uh, um, she ends up with um, an acapella version of breathe on me breath of God. That'll just break your heart. It is so beautiful. Mm. And, um, she sang that to my mother in ICU. And I, I fussed at my, my in-laws because Gracie said she didn't know that hymn. My mother, Ask asked her to sing it while well, she was struggling, she was trying to catch her own breath, dealing with congestive heart failure, and Gracie's like, give me the hymnal. I don't know that hymn." And I, so I had to go and fuss at her parents and let them know, what did you do to this child that you did not teach her this song? No, I'm just kidding. But she sang a acapella throughout ICU, and all the nurses just, you could see them. They, I watched them. They all stopped to kind of lean their head out, and they heard this yeah. voice singing, breathe on me breath of God. And so I'm going to put you on hold and we're going to get this to you. And Debbie, I just want you to know, this is a place you can call anytime you want. Okay. Anytime. Thank you. Get you a I cup of coffee that. and just hang out with us on Saturday mornings. And uh, I thank you for listening to the podcast. We have 500 something episodes out there and I hope people will take advantage of that, but I'm going to put you on hold Debbie. And thank you very, very much for the call. Uh, the music's playing. Thank so we got to go. Don't hang up. Um, Pat will get your stuff here. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is Hope for the Caregiver. Go out to our website, hopeforthecaregiver.com. Be a part of the the show. Help us do more. If you like what you're hearing on this show, help us do more. There's a giving tab right there you can go to. And then you can also uh, access our free podcast. Uh, We have, like I said, over 500 episodes out there. And um, fill your mind with things that are going to strengthen you as a family caregiver. Hope for the Caregiver is about healthy caregivers, and healthy caregivers make better ones. We'll see you next week.
1: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.